What is true freedom? What does it mean to experience true freedom? Is freedom a birthright? Is it something that is bestowed upon you? And if so, by what authority? And in what conditions? Is it an individual or a collective concept? Does it represent a state of selfishness or selflessness? Is it a way of life? Is it a mindset? Or is it just an illusion? The concept of freedom is a hot topic right now. The global pandemic brought with it government proclamations of states of emergency and states of disaster that allowed for restrictions to individual freedoms that had never before been experienced on such a wide scale in the modern day era. As ordinary people start to rebuild their shattered lives, many will pause to reflect on the enormous sacrifices to their personal freedoms. They will ask important questions, like, where exactly should the line be drawn between personal freedom and the so-called greater good? Who should get to make that decision? On the basis of what criteria? Subject to what form of oversight and by whom? While this debate and discussion is certainly a vital one for those who cherish democratic values, it is one-dimensional when it comes to any meaningful discourse about what it means to experience true freedom. How so? As humans, many of us make the mistake of assuming that freedom is solely an external commodity. Depending on one's persuasion, it may be seen as something granted to us by divine ordinance, a constitution, a bill of rights, or some higher authority. Holocaust survivor and author of the classic Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, exposed another dimension of freedom. As he so wisely proclaimed, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. This is a powerful reminder of the fact that freedom is as much if not more an internal state of mind as it is a commodity that is given to us or taken away from us by other powers. Freedom, as it relates to one's state of mind, is very much the stage on which life coaches operate. Life coaches are trained to understand why humans have a tendency to be their own biggest critics and, to put it bluntly, their own worst enemies. In almost all cases, that which obstructs us from making the changes we need to live the lives we desire lies within our own heads and is therefore firmly within our own ambit of control. When we are unhappy, we can internally be self-critical and self-demeaning, almost to the point of cruelty. On the other hand, the persona that we present to the external world will, through the ego, seek to project any internal insecurities elsewhere. 
By that, I mean that we are far more likely to lay the blame for inaction, indecision and insecurity on others and our unfortunate circumstances, rather than accept responsibility. This process of subconscious self-criticism, coupled with conscious deflection of responsibility, entraps us in a vicious cycle that prevents our growth and development. Essentially, we deprive ourselves of the freedom to live our lives to the full. True freedom, call it inner freedom if you like, comes from acknowledging our inner power, exercising self-love, making choices that resonate with our inner being, and accepting full personal responsibility for the consequences of those choices. When the need for external affirmation and validation becomes subservient to the divine power and guidance of the inner being, we experience joy, fulfillment and meaning in life. That is true freedom. And that, along with abundant self-confidence and unprecedented growth, is what life coaching can offer to people from all walks of life. Thank you.